G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Let's turn our attention to the developments that are happening right now before our eyes that affect the freedom of every Christian believer to be able to worship in church. Uh, Even as we speak in New South Wales, there is the idea that uh, from this time forward, If you don't have a vaccination, you won't be able to do all of those things that you thought you could do under a regime of freedom. The idea of a vaccination passport that will inhibit even Christian believers from attending church. It's a conversation no doubt we'll be developing over the hours ahead on 2020. But let's talk through some issues where last week we were talking about a statement called the Ezekiel Statement, uh, written by some pastors in the state of Queensland. There was a little backlash over that and some critics who were making their own thoughts around the Ezekiel Statement. Now, things happening very quickly, there is what is called a Moses Statement. Well, Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch has been giving some attention to these statements and the developments that we're seeing today. Bill's back with us. Bill, welcome back to 2020. It's great to be back with you, Neil. Bill, not everybody was very happy with the Ezekiel Statement, uh, identifying some weaknesses, and yet there was a sense in which we were talking, and uh, I've had some conversations through the week, strong leadership from some Christian leaders who were saying, There are some things we ought to expect in the freedoms that we appreciate as Christian believers and as ordinary Australians. What are your reflections on the Ezekiel statement and now the appearance of a new one? Yeah, well, uh, needless to say, I find both statements to be very helpful, very biblical, very uh, spot on in terms of where we're at today. Uh, developments are happening so very quickly with the whole COVID situation. Uh, we could talk simply as Joe Pagan about, you know, is there a legitimate place to be concerned about the diminution of freedoms, the attack on basic human rights, civil liberties in the name of keeping a population safe? Uh, Again, you could have that discussion on a purely secular level if you wanted, and I think a very good case could be made that government overreach here has, uh, well, often the cure has been worse than the disease. We've got the whole shadow pandemic with the whole children and teenagers, young people going a huge spike, mental health problems, suicide, self-harm, eating disorders. I mean, all the experts in this area are just, you know, they're shocked at what they see. And yet so many of our political leaders don't seem to be paying any attention to that whatsoever. So that's kind of the, you know, the secular political side. But I think Christians as well should be concerned at least about one aspect, namely religious freedom. Uh, We've talked many times before about, obviously, churches 
have been closed down or greatly restricted for you know months on end over the last year and a half. Uh, and we've said over and over again, our rulers are telling us a brothel is an essential service, a football game is an essential service, a pub is an essential service, but for something that Christians would rightly argue is the most uh, vital essential service in the world, namely to worship the one true God, uh, I think Christians really should be concerned about what is happening. And now with new developments about, well, certainly in New South Wales, laws being worked on as we speak, which would prohibit any non-vaccinated Christian or non-Christian from attending any church in New South Wales. So if, if this goes through, well, look, you can have critics of Ezekiel and Moses' declarations. Uh, you know, there's some small points we can quibble about, but I think the very heart and soul of these declarations that we have governments really overstepping the mark, uh, I think that's something every single Christian should be very much alarmed about. Bill, let's not go over the ground that explains the Ezekiel uh, declaration, but let's talk about this latest one. It's called the Moses Statement. Uh, what are your reflections on this new one? Yeah, well, like the old one, I've written this one up as well. The old, the Ezekiel was more broad, more generic, looking at lockdowns and so on as a whole. Uh, the Moses Statement, as you might have gathered from the title, looks at a more specific issue, the issue of closing down churches. And as I just said, now with uh, states around the country beginning to look not just at generic vaccine passports, you know, going to uh, school, to travel on a plane or train, basic goods and services, but now more and more they're looking at making churches fall in line here as well. So that's what the Moses Statement does. It looks specifically at how do we think about government shutting down churches or restricting them severely. Of course, Moses, we think of him, and Pharaoh. Uh, that's the backdrop to this, right? Uh, Moses said to Pharaoh, the leader of the day, let my people go. Let them worship freely their God. Uh, Pharaoh refused, so we had the whole bit, right? He had 10 plagues. We had the crossing of the Red Sea, the drowning of Pharaoh and his men, all over this one fundamental issue. Can the people of God, should they have the right to worship the living God, or should they simply bow down and submit to the secular state, whether it was Egypt back then or Australia today? So in my new piece, I looked at this, and I looked at some, uh, well, good news. Uh, we've talked before about John MacArthur, Grace Community Church in California, which was forced to close down often by the state. Uh, John MacArthur and the team often resisted these orders, and now a, a court ruling has found in favor of John and the Christians, even arguing that the state now has to pay them some costs of these court cases. So there have been Christians standing against these forced closures of churches or great restrictions on them, John MacArthur, one of them, 
And thankfully for some of them, they're starting to see after their strong stance uh, support, even legal support. So uh, that's what the bulk of this uh, Moses statement is about. And as we said, with just this week, states talking about prohibiting those to come and worship even uh, at a Christian church or a synagogue uh, based on your COVID status, well, this becomes even all the more real, all the more urgent. And so I'm very thankful indeed for the five authors of this Moses statement. It is confronting when you anticipate the government not only ruling when a church can open, but then telling you who can go to church. Now, if we're talking about this Moses statement, I note it's not very complex. It starts with a preamble and really discusses this idea of, as I thought the Ezekiel statement did, a courtesy Mm. that says that Christians are very good citizens. And the discussion around the preamble leads to really what is just a collection of Scripture. What are your thoughts for what the actual declaration holds with the Scriptures that are quoted? Yeah, well, I'm uh, agreeing with you on both declarations. Both were very courteous, very polite, very Christ-like. Both said, yes, of course, uh, Romans 13 and other texts, Christians are obliged, generally speaking, to submit to the state. We are to show respect to our leaders. So, you know, both have been... 100% biblical there, nothing to miss whatsoever. In fact, going out of their ways to say, you know, generally speaking, this is how the Christians should operate. But they both have rightly pointed out that the state is not absolute. Only God is absolute. The civil authorities are delegated authority given to us by God. Uh, As long as they fulfill their brief, uh, that's one thing. But when they start going against the very commands of God, and that includes, right, book of Hebrews, do not uh, neglect to assemble yourselves together, right, the, the ability to worship as a corporate body, as a group of believers, when the state starts saying you cannot worship, or if you can worship, only a certain class of people can come in, in this case, only the vaccinated, well, In the past, the church would have spoken about any kind of discrimination like this, right? If the state would have said you can only have whites coming into your church but no blacks, right? Or if it would have said, you know, you can only have men coming into your church but no no women, the church always rightly would have opposed this unjust, unfair discrimination. And it's exactly the same here, right? We think of Galatians 3.28, In Christ, there is no slave nor free, Jew nor Gentile, male nor female. And if Paul were writing that today, Paul would say, in Christ, there is no vaxxed and unvaxxed. So this idea that the state can just step in and prohibit the worship of the living God, or at least tell churches who they can allow in, I think this is straight out of the book of Exodus. This is straight out of Moses telling Pharaoh, let my people go. This is not on. When the state oversteps its boundaries here in terms of what it can and what it cannot do, 
Well, I, for one, am very thankful that these brave authors put together the Moses Statement. We might be wondering, Bill, I'll get your perceptions, who is protected here? Is Mm. it the vaccinated or the unvaccinated? And uh, is the government really doing any favours to anyone by disrupting and dividing a church community? Yeah, well, good question. And we've talked about these matters before. Again, leave Christianity out of it altogether if you want. We've talked about the medicine, the science, the health issues. Uh, Does a vaccine prevent you from getting the virus and spreading it to others? No, it does not at all. It may lessen to some extent your chances of getting the virus. What it more seems to do is maybe getting some of the more harsh conditions uh, part of the virus, but it does not stop the vaccinated from getting it or passing it on to others. So if that was the government's main rationale for doing this, well, we got to stop spreading the virus. Well, vaccination does not stop the virus. So they're going to have to come up with something a whole lot better than that because that is a poor medical and scientific argument. It doesn't wash. And again, it's this whole issue of freedom as well as religious liberty. If people, for whatever reason, and there may be good reasons, are hesitant about these new COVID vaccines, and again, I would say the huge majority are not anti-vax. You know, they've been vaxxed before. They uh, appreciate the proper testing and methods of developing a vaccine. They do have some concerns about what seems to be an experimental and rushed set of vaccines that we still don't know the long-term impact of. So when people have legitimate hesitancy about this, Uh, what right does the state have to come in and say basically, well, you can't travel on a plane, you can't travel on a train or a bus, you cannot go into shops, you cannot go into stores, you cannot go to school, and now they're saying you cannot go to church. Well, uh, Well, the scary thing is they're all saying there's no mandatory vaccination. Well, Excuse me, when you basically prohibit everything that a person needs simply to live, to go buy basics, groceries, you know, petrol, travel to work, if you're if the state and businesses are denying people those basic fundamental rights, well guess what? You do have mandatory vaccination. You do have coercion and Australia's own immune uh, handbook, uh, a list of uh, rules and regulations when it comes to things like vaccines, uh, it says quite clearly there can be no coercion and no manipulation. When you prevent people from travel, from getting goods and services, guess what? That is manipulation. That's coercion. So it goes against their own uh, set of ethical guidelines that the federal government has established. There certainly is controversy around mandatory vaccination and as a parallel issue uh, to the health issues around vaccination. And now there is a growing number of statements. The Ezekiel Declaration, now the Moses Statement. And I might mention that the 
website that's published those details for the Ezekiel Statement and the Moses Statement is called Cauldron Pool. There is a website, cauldronpool.com. And listeners will be able to access both the Ezekiel Statement and the Moses Statement. And no doubt if you Google further afield, you'll find out what the critics are saying as well. But I'll also point you to one of Bill Muhlenberg's latest articles called Are You With Moses or Pharaoh? And uh, there'll be some links on Bill's website too for those two statements. Uh, You'll find Bill Muhlenberg at BillMuhlenberg.com and you can Google Culture Watch One Word. Uh, Bill, thanks so much for the update today on 2020. Always a pleasure. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.